Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. You know that I've been feeling crazy this time of day cause lately It's only when I see you I'm feeling half awake Cause you got me like an ocean, there's 50 ways to go But if you can find a reason then how am I supposed to know it? Cause you only call me when you're high You only call me when you're drinking I wouldn't wanna talk if you were thinking Cause you might say something you really mean it Maybe you would have to go Touch me when it's eyes out Cause you might do that thing that you've been thinking about And maybe you would have to go Funny, cause we both know you're jealous of anyone that wants me Act like it's a game, but we both know it hurts you Just the same as what I'm feeling Don't act like I could talk to you while working on my healing You we both know I dress it up and baby you ain't dealing I'm oh, sorry I forgot I'm only there when she is Hey You only call me when you're drinking I wouldn't wanna talk if you were thinking Cause you might say something you really mean it Maybe you would have to go You only hold me when it's lights out I wouldn't wanna touch me when it's eyes out Cause you might do that thing that you've been thinking about And maybe you would have to go This is Turch, the CFO of the We Only Do One Take podcast, the only podcast on earth that is a complete shit show, and you're listening to Bar Talk. I've got a pocket full of fun as I dance out the door. I'm a little overdone, but I'll be coming home after dawn. And then my feet at the floor, I guess I found an appetite, chasing the encore. But the show finished late last night We're not even in Vegas Red eyes and I'm faded All my teeth see the sun every day as I'm getting old 
Welcome, folks. Welcome, 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 my darling cherubs. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here, an absolute, absolute shit-taking pleasure to be here this lovely, fine, rainy, shitty, lockdowny week here in fucking Victoria or whatever they're calling it these days. <laughs> oh, my God, I've had enough of this. It's, it's me. It's me, Big D, the Dippers, the Daniel M. Pern, or- Fucking can't stop talking. Whatever you want to call me. Um, we're with and another- sadly, and sadly, you're stuck stuck in a podcast with us two. Out of all the people you could have chosen, you've decided to stick with the we only do to, uh, one take podcast. It's who you know is now going to draw this thing out. It is now going to be the longest whatever. What, I don't even know what we're doing here, but we're doing something on the radio, which is exciting. <laughs> It's like I feel you like know, I'm in the. the st- I feel like I'm in the straight jacket of uh, podcast hosts <laughs> right here. With me you too, and me too. And I'm I'm on the podcast with Kieran on a weekly basis, and, he- and yet here we are, <laughs> and we we are known for being the shittest podcast <laughs> there ever ever is and ever was. And you choose us, amazing. And so- we're just happy to bring this down to a shit level. Well, I feel, uh, you know, the mis- MythBusters did prove that you can shine shit. So. Silver linings, folks. <laughs> I want to. I want to welcome. Pretty sick, Kieran. I want to welcome. Shiny shit. I'll accept shiny shit. <laughs> you know when you get the corn in the in the shit as well. <laughs> That's called marbling. Is that marbling? Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. 
Or like, you know, is there if you get enough fat in your shit as well, it's like a wagyu marble, you know? Like <laughs> Alright, I'll shut up now. <laughs> I wanna welcome I wanna welcome you may hear one of these voices and go, oh, where have I heard him before? And he has co hosted the show with me. I of course call talking about Turch. Say good day, Turch. Hello, how you doing, everybody? And I'm joined by another scrumptious bastard, the uh, second <laughs> co-host of the We Only Do One Take podcast, the only podcast that is a complete shit show, uh, the self-proclaimed CEO, uh, Kieran. <laughs> uh, that's the self-proclaimed number one podcast CEO. <laughs> uh, that's, that's me, Kieran. How you doing, everybody? Um, pleasure to have you here, fellas. I was about to say bellas. Like, what the fuck is that word? Um, bellas, pleasure to have you here. Bellas. Yeah. Bellas, yeah. <laughs> stop stealing my- Stop appropriating my culture as an Italian. That's hey, all I can say. <laughs> boy. Boy, are you talking to a wog here, boy? Um, very true. Very true. You poor soul. <laughs> it's actually Welcome. a growth deformity. <laughs> actually, because I haven't gotten around to it yet. Do you guys- One of you guys want to tell us the songs we just came off? Because they were pretty good. Oh. Oh. Jumps to he's done this before. Oh, we've done this before. We just listened to, uh, we just came out of Not Even in Vegas by G Flip featuring Thomas uh, Heaton. And before that was Everyone by Lucy Quartz. Fantastic Australian music. Once again, Dan, you have impeccable taste. Well, I mean, we we co-decided. So, you know. That's very true. 33.34% impeccable taste, shall we say? Round it I'll, down. I'll take it. Oh, I will take it. That's only, it, you know? only if you count as the thirty-three point three three percent. Look, I'm sure. Uh, so you, it suits you, my you, nature. You, you guys need to take more of the credit because <laughs> I got the list of songs, and what I did was like I listened to the start, and I was like, eh. and then I'd move to the middle, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I came up with those songs that I liked, and then <laughs> I started to listen to those ones. Kieran is the musician of the group. (laughs) And, you know, I don't really listen listen to the words. You remember that song, Pumped Up Kicks? Uh, It must have been nine months before I realised that he was, you know, getting a gun and, you know, shooting everyone. I was was one of the idiots going, do-do-do-do-do, like, what a nice tune. (laughs) Thanks, So, my selection of songs is more to do with the tunes than than the rest of the musical composition of music. Well, the tunes in these two were fantastic. I've got to say, not even in Vegas. You sent us a whole bunch of songs to listen to today, and they're all good Australian music. I love it. But not even in Vegas. I can't- I'm so glad uh, saxophone solos are making a huge comeback in pop music. I know it's been around for a while. I even think I said it yeah, last yeah. time I was on the show. But the it was some awesome funky bass. Uh, it had, like, an almost familiar melody, but I couldn't pick it, um, you know, but- Far, far out. Another sax solo. I I can never go wrong with the sax solo in any song. Every song should have a sax solo. And I'm sure I'd get sick of it if it was a sax solo in every single song. But it was so nice to hear a sax solo in like a, a hip hop, you know, here's funk the test pop it was song. Good. Here's, it was here's good. G Flip and Thomas Hayden were both featured before on this show for their own respective yeah. Songs, but apparently, so Thomas Hayden was for a while based in uh, London, and he's back now in Australia. Yep. Uh, so they've been working together, which I really like. Now, um, G Flip, who who's just done heaps of stuff over the last couple of years, mm. apparently got. I was just reading through this. Apparently, got carried on a throne uh, while performing oh. her uh, previous single at the Sydney Mardi Gras. Oh, uh, that's awesome! So I mean, fucking. 
That's pretty good. It's killing it. It's killing it. If, if this is the state of Australian hip hop going forward, then I'm very excited. You, you know, it, it's a very exciting time. See, I wouldn't call either of them hip hop artists, but, you know, sure, if you're going to go for that really loose definition to well, yeah, they've got some very, very much. I guess the shuffle beat underneath very like old school hip hop, but I guess True. very poppy in that sort of sense as well. So very, like I said, very exciting times. Really like that good, nice blend of different genres all together. And how good was the song before that, Kieran? Mm. Uh, bit yes. of, <laughs> bit of everyone, eh? Oh, everyone, everyone, um, by, uh, everyone by Lucy in- Courts. And uh, you know, this is the first time I've come across Lucy, so. Uh, nice to nice to hear your music. Same uh, here, dog. and a beautiful piece, beautiful bit of acoustic guitars going through that one as well. I thought. Oh, I lo- I love it because it brought me back to all those times of the like. Remember in the late nineties to early two thousands, every single guitar, every single song had to have that classical acoustic guitar sound. Oh yeah, in it, yeah. it was like the leftovers from the Latin phase across the board. Like you know, um, and that's what it reminded me of. And then my Jess, my partner, listened to it. And she said it reminded her of a song called 2002 by uh, Annie Marie, which was a song, like, released only two years ago, maybe three years ago. But it was based on, like, Uh. it meant to sound like that sound, that (laughs) mid, like, early 2000s sort of sound. So, off the bat, I love that sort of stuff. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was a fucking great track. Uh, And I love it when you get an acoustic track and it just still pumps up like that. It's great, like that full pop. Banger, I'm digging. I said, I, I, I love those night that like in hindsight, I'd never really liked '90s pop because well, growing up, I played guitar and all I wanted to hear was guitar shredding, like Buckethead and Steve <laughs> I and and all that sort of thing. And now I look back at like those late 1990s to early 2000s, going looking back at that pop music, and go, fuck, it's terrible. It is terrible in its own magical way. <laughs> And I just want to listen to it all the time. You know, that Max Martin sound or that Latin pop sound that happened, you know, like, you know, really makes it's something fantastic about it. Kieran, how much of his touch has he lost? How much of a wussy how has much he become? Who? Well, how much is how much Church. of a wussy yeah, has Turch become? Oh, he's he's bloody listening to Bardo again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's how much of a wussy he's become. <laughs> Again. Yeah, he's, he's, going, he's going Full circle Is that what's happening? Full circle Oh, thank you Leave, leave Bardot out of this, alright? <laughs> I, hey, I know you've got song. the hots for Sophie Monk I, I think we, So do you, mate I think we worked out his uh, guilty pleasure the way, uh, the, way, leave. the way that you reacted there It's definitely a guilty pleasure Look, Just be- <laughs> Just because I signed Kieran up for the bachelor uh, bachelorette when Sophie Monk was the was the bachelorette doesn't mean that I'm not in love with her. <laughs> My favorite thing she's done recently is those ads for that drinks company that delivers drinks, and I'm like, that's that's the quality of acting that she can portray. I'm very happy. Yeah, it's really scraping not the sp- barrel. When you go for a, when you get when you have to do you know uh, promotional deals with delivery companies, you say that, but Snoop Dogg is killing it with menu log. And my favorite thing about his ads with menu log is that in the corner of all the ads it says "paid actor," and I'm like, "Yeah, no shit, <laughs> Snoop Dogg." Oh fucking hell! I'm he not doesn't sure do this shit seen, for free. Does do that shit for free. Snoop Dogg has sometimes commented on like the UFC or the boxing matches. Yeah, 
Oh, and it's fucking hilarious. Because he's- <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Everyone else is, like, getting into it. And it's like, what- You know, over to you, Snoop. And he's like, yeah. yeah this, this guy- This is some serious shit. <laughs> he all pulling punches and shit. <laughs> um, speaking oh. of that, did anyone waste their time watching that Logan Paul and- um? Uh, Matt Ma- Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather fight. No, when I saw him walk in with a uh, shiny Charizard around his <laughs> neck as a necklace, and then Mayweather comes in with an OnlyFans hat, I was like, you know what? This this isn't for me. <laughs> this isn't for me. <laughs> this is clearly for the TikTokers. Am I right? <clears throat> this is this is this is for this is for them to make as much money as they possibly can, and to show that boxing really is. <laughs> <laughs> completely rigged. <laughs> I, Considering that there was no scoring going on, I was like, yeah. not even going to waste my time. Not even going to waste my time watching that. You know, it, it did bowl the eight rounds, eight rounds of fight, of fighting. Oh, it was all for a- bloody. It was all rigged. Well, it was all know. rigged. Speaking yeah. of slacking well- off on the subject, fo- fellas. <laughs> hmm. We have a, a great song by Del Slackers coming up next. Ooh. But before yes. we do talk about that, I want to mention uh, who I've who I interviewed for the episode this week. The absolutely beautiful and phenomenal uh, New Zealand artist Emily Rice. About a, a month ago, came out with mm. her new EP, and I've already forgotten how you pronounce it. Ahuaha or something like that. I don't know. We go over the pronunciation in the interview. I know that. <laughs> Excellent. And I think I <laughs> fuck up the pronunciation twice. Don't at me. It was like two and a half weeks ago when we recorded the bloody thing. Um, but we had a good old <laughs> chat about how busy she is as a as an artist and a mother and a and a duo and a partner and whoa, whatever else she's got going on. She she's good. She's good fun. We are going to play to um, her song "Careless" really soon as well, which Ooh. was an awesome, awesome jazzy poppy mm, genre blendy track from the nice. record. It's good. But before that, Waste My Day, we all thought this was a bloody good track, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Fucking brilliant. I'm into, I said 90s, 2000s pop punk, rock and roll, pop punk, almost with a surfy vibe. I'm in. Yeah. 100%. Just, and it was just a I don't give a fuck kind of track, wasn't it? He's just like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. T- it takes no me fucks. bad to, you know like, what? you know. Didn't waste my day listening to it. <laughs> That <laughs> brings me into summer in this cold day. On those cold days, bringing bring me into summer. Ah, uh, yes. The irony of, of, you know, throwback 90s punk pop. I'm in. Count me in. Yeah, someone's a Blink fan, obviously. <laughs> I've covered their songs way too many times. Oh, that one hit a bit close to home, did it, Turch? <laughs> yep. And uh, wasted my day then. And uh, this song wasted my day in the best possible way. Well, I guess um, we may as well. Actually, I'll, I'll quickly mention, is there, is there anything interesting to talk about these guys? Probably, but can I be fucked talking about it? They've got a music video out we for just, it. Go and watch it. But they're going to be playing good. some shows. Oh, they're going to be playing some. Oh, no, we missed the shows. The show was on, on ah. Sunday. It was in Sydney, too, oh, so that- I hope the show went well. I'm sure it went better than the show that they would have done here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just a strip. My, the shows I'm seeing are a strip tease in the mirror. <laughs> That's pretty uh, much it. Tur- at least you're getting a kick out of it. That's all I can say. Oh yeah, and something else. Uh, <laughs> Kieran, do you want to? 
entertain. Yes. You want to you know, uh, elaborate on the uh, people at home and tell us what songs we're about to listen to? Well, good people at home uh, listening to this fine, fine radio production. Uh, I'd like to introduce the two songs that we're going to listen to right now. Uh, that is uh, Del Slacker's Waste My Day and also Emily Rice uh, Careless. Right here on Bar Talk. We'll be back soon with these <laughs> bastards here. Feeling lost, I got on. Guess I'll spend it on my phone. Get a job, no way, mom. Suppose I'll go down to the shop. I'm Emily Rice, and you're listening to AMR.
Yeah, boys. Yeah, girls. Yeah, non-binaries. Welcome back to Bar Talk right here. Uh, that was an absolutely brilliant, brilliant banger of a song. That was Careless by Emily Rice off her new EP, Oaha, which you'll be pleased to know I can pronounce properly now. Yeah. But no, how, how fucking cool was that? That was pretty cool. I'm, I'm so excited because I've got Emily Rice with me right now on the phone from Auckland. Uh, Emily, how are you going? Hello, I'm great, thank you. Welcome to the show. How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling pretty good. It's That's nice good. Cruisy day here. Good. Yep. Good is a good feel, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great feel. If you're feeling good, I think you know, it's not too yeah. much to worry about, is there? No, it is not. That's nice. No, that's cool. I love it. That's cool. Yeah. Welcome to the show. I'm so keen because your EP is mm, a bit of deliciousness. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I, glad I know, you like it. I, I know the rest of us will be very excited because we were loving the singles you put out recently. Arise, I remember we played a little while back and I'm just trying to actually remember what, what episode it was. But I remember we played Arise and Shakira, my co-host at the time, was uh, absolutely stunned by it. And then your most recent single, which you said was Red and Blue. I believe they played on the Mint Factory and Gareth, our station manager, was like telling me the other day, he's like, you got to hear the new Emily Rice song. It's so good. I was like, right, we've got to scoop <laughs> up this interview. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember listening to that uh, interview with Shakira. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and the praise the praise for my eyeliner, which was lovely. Appreciated it. <laughs> and I can't remember how we pronounced the EP. It was like Ahua. It's like, we don't know how this works. We can't, neither of us can speak It was something Barry. like that. What is what is the You've done really well. Thank you. Thank you. What does the name of the EP mean again? It means to create. To and that's bring a, into being. So that's yeah. That's a really cool that. a cool translation because when you think about it you you've got to create your EP and actually put it together. So it's a great it's a great word to sort of describe your own personal project like this, isn't it? Yeah, it it came off um so last year we New Zealand was in a lockdown for the month of April. Our Just a month. level 4 one we were yeah, just a month. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, it was a month where we, my husband and I were meant to be touring. We had 20 shows booked with our duo and um, that was all cancelled. So I used the month to write music instead. And I was part of a group on Facebook called Owaha April. And basically each day they would share a different topic and you could go and create something to do with that. So I, I made, a ch- made a challenge to, to write a song to each of those topics. And in honour of the group, I called the EP Owaha. That's cool. That's cool. So, was there a bit of collaboration involved with some of the songs, was there? There was one of them, um, Kanohi Kite Kanohi, which means face to face, was a beautiful poem that um, one of the girls had written um, who was part mm. of this group as well. And I, I used that one um, as a starting point for that song. And the other ones were all just, I guess, collaborations in terms of um, the fact that, the, that they came up with the topic and I went and, and wrote the topic. I guess that's a collab. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, cool. That's, cool. That's cool. And I mean, it is a pretty cool release. I mean, were you were you intending to have the release out at the time you put it out, or was it really that that lockdown, that time to sort of reflect and create? Yeah, I no, guess that made you put it together. Yeah, pretty much. So after I'd written, I think I had twenty six songs by the end of April last year, and then I took a bunch to my friend Michael Collier, who produced the EP. Um, and we kind of chose a bunch that um, we wanted to keep working on. And he, yeah, he took them to a whole new level with them, um, with his mad pr- production skills. And mm. um, yeah, we ended up with, with six of the tracks. So yeah, it was cool. It was fun, I was going to say, what, so you've worked, you've worked with Michael before, I'm guessing? Actually, no, I hadn't. I, uh, he, I studied music um, in Auckland mm. 
quite a while ago, and um, and he also did the course. So I knew I've known him for a while, but we haven't actually we hadn't actually done any music together. I just um, a friend of mine released a, a banger of a track, and I said, "Who the heck produced that?" And it was Michael, and so that was how I was. I decided he was who I wanted to work with. She's a music <laughs> student. She's a music student, folks. Well, I've got to be yep, careful what I right. say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like, it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was a, I did a, a year of jazz school and then I moved right. into a songwriting course, which was jazz. very fun. Is jazz school like the genre where everything's sort of made up as you go? Like, oh, today, what do we feel like doing the, today, folks? <laughs> the jazz one was pretty intense, actually. It was, a, I just did a year studying jazz vocals and I also yeah. play saxophone, so I did a bit of that. But um, it was intense. Like, so- they... Yeah, is, is it a specifically alongside of as well? Is it specifically mm-hmm. a, a, like an actual college for jazz students that you went to, or is it just the course was specifically a jazz course? Well, it was yeah, it was specifically jazz. It was through New Zealand School of Music, and then like jazz major. So you spend three years doing a degree in jazz music. Right, right. But I just did one year, and then I moved to a popular music one. What What was probably the most valuable thing that you learnt from from your jazz course? Oh, that's a good question. As far as maybe like applying I, it to your, your current your current music, maybe. Yeah, I think the amount that I learned that year with around the theory of music and um and also I had some in- incredible uh, jazz vocalist tutors who helped me kind of with I don't know learning how to come up with this a melody basically like scat yeah. basically. Um, and that is now how I write music. Is basically I'll, I hear all the melodies in my head. And I think, and even like when I'm writing a, a sax solo, I, I kind of sing the solo that I want before I mm. play it on my saxophone. So that, I guess that was probably the biggest thing. And also just the amount of time and commitment that, that they put into learning their craft, which I still need to do more of, but <laughs> that's definitely something I learned from them. <laughs> that's, that's literally every musician, Emily. Don't feel too bad about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, like some of the guys that I remember, I remember one of my uh, the fellow fellow saxophone players. He would practice about. I think he said he practiced like twelve or fourteen hours a day. Like he'd wake up at four a.m. start practicing. I don't know who his neighbors were, but I'm sure they would have had a great time. But just like insane amount of because the amount of theory there, it, yeah, just blew my mind how much there is to know about music. It's, it's just yeah. like, d- d- what else do you do with your love? Like you'd he'd be the guy you'd you'd text and go, "Want to hang out tonight?" And he'd be like, "No, sorry, practicing." practicing sax yeah i think yeah <laughs> i think i realized i my uh, my social life was more important so that's why i went into a, a popular music major instead because i wanted to le- <laughs> i wanted to write music <laughs> and i love my jazz friends i'm still friends with lots of them but, but that's a cool mind. that's a cool thing because it ends up being that you get this sort of you get both worlds was was yeah. there something that like you've come to realize now that you've had a go at studying both styles that you go Oh, like this is something I can like. I, I didn't realize with this combination, I can apply it to my music. Like, is there some sort of revelation you've come to that maybe you wouldn't have thought of if you didn't do these courses? Oh man, that's a great question. I feel like the biggest thing I I learned was the connections with people in the music yeah. industry, so and being being keen to like I don't know collaborating with people who've got different ideas and different skills, different yeah, that kind of thing. I guess just just getting yeah. out there and making those connections with other people, getting to know them sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Like within the, even in the music industry, you know, different, like I love learning all about how the music industry works, even though it's a kind of, yeah, it's an ever evolving thing, but it was, Mm. it was great making 
all sorts of connections. Oh, there's my little baby in the background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were saying, I'm going to say congratulations (laughs) to recently, recently had a child and um, is a very, very, very um, quiet sleeper because I haven't heard them. We haven't heard them stir at all. Yeah, you say that now. Let's see what happens over the course of this interview. She's three months old, though, and she is wonderful. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Is there a particular period of the day where they'll <laughs> oh, just... No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. You you jinxed it. You Did jinxed I... it just then. Well, it's it's just after lunch where you are or just around lunchtime. Do the, is it a lunchtime thing? Is it, oh, i gotta, I got to have... I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I want some I want some milk. Give me some... That's, that's probably what it is. She's like, I'm ready. Feed me, mum. <laughs> yeah, she's all good. <laughs> What what were you really hoping to achieve when you when you started putting the EP together for this one? I I really I love I love the different songs and I love that it mm. was like the whole thing was created from this like you know that the lockdowns that we've all experienced um, have just been so different to what we were used to before you know yeah yeah um so it, it's really nice to have like a project that was created through that time um but I think what was I hoping that's a really cool question. I was hoping to write a whole bunch of new music that people yeah. would really enjoy listening to. <laughs> and, and do you think, considering the reception, because it has been a few weeks now since you, well, a couple of weeks um, as of recording since you have released it, uh, do you think mm. that's been somewhat achieved? Yeah, I think this music is quite different to the stuff that I've, I've released prior to this EP, um, you know, going in a more like electronic kind of direction with my mm. sound and mm. Um, it's been really, yeah, refreshing to share to share something completely different to what to what I had done before, and it's the kind of music that I enjoy listening to myself. So it was really fun. It was a really fun project to make. Yeah, I just really appreciated yeah. too, like how many different. It's like a roller coaster of different styles. Um, you've got as we yeah. as you as you all just heard, "Careless" is probably the most banger of a track on there, and you got really chill stuff as well, and just. You know, all the jazz bits sprinkled in between. It's it's just such a vibrant and varied EP, which I really appreciate. Man, yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun it was a fun journey that the making of it of it all as well. I think as well, like kind of maintaining creative energy for a whole month. You know, when um that like it, it was cool to see how diverse the songs kind of still were, and being able to let each day. You know, because I, I, I challenge myself to write the song in the day and then record a little demo yeah. of the song by the end of the day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just it was just really fun letting it letting all of them just happen as however they wanted to, you know? Like, there was no rules around. Yeah, one of them ended up being a drum and bass kind of track, <laughs> and that was that was fun. <laughs> so live da- you like to live dangerously, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Who knows what's next? Bluegrass? <laughs> yeah. Vaporwave? Maybe. Heavy metal? Heavy metal. <laughs> Doom metal, yeah. I doubt it. No, how mm, I was going to yeah. ask, how was it working with Michael? Because you said this is the first release you've done with him or the first project you've done with him. What, what made you choose him as a producer over maybe people you've worked with in the past? Uh, again, it was that song. So, my friend um, Shana has, a, mm. has a, a, well, she goes by the name Valia, her solo music project. And, yeah, she released a track uh, last year. And I just was like, that is so fat. I want. I want to work with whoever you worked with. And so that is literally how it started with um, right. with Michael. I just wanted to, to write just the kind of music that I was really into at the time as well, like that that kind of more edgy stuff, I guess, like that careless track you just heard. Um, yeah. And so that's how, how it was. He was really great to work with. Um, yeah. Having having a friendship as well, you know, um, to start with was really cool. I was going to say, it comes back to what you were saying before. 
about connections. It's all about connections. It really is. And what you've just yeah, said actually totally. absolutely proves it. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, so, cool. so, you were saying that you were getting demos together each day. Was it a case of you were doing them yourself and sending them to Michael or did you have all the demos ready to go before you started working with him? Yeah, no. So, actually, I all I was thinking about during that month was just writing these songs. I didn't really think about what um, what would happen next. It wasn't until after the you know that month had finished and I had all these songs and I was like, oh, I'm listening back over them because I didn't really even have the chance to listen back through them as I went because I was just on a songwriting mission, you know. <laughs> um, so coming back to them after that month and then um, and then I was like, oh, I'd, I'd be really keen to pursue some of these songs further. And um, yeah, that's when I that's when I reached out to Michael, sent him a bunch and we chose the <laughs> yeah. ones that were going to work. Yeah. I was very like. worried you were saying, yeah, we put them down, we recorded them and I didn't touch them. I didn't listen to them. And then we d- they just got released and then that's how they come out. It's like, wow, that's... <laughs> That's very brave of you. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. That would be that would be living dangerously. I don't. I don't think I know anybody. <laughs> I think I've ever interviewed anybody that's been like that. Because like, especially no. I can tell you, if those if those demos that I had written were the ones that got released, I don't think anyone would be listening to this EP. To be honest. <laughs> so, wh- what do you do when you record the demos? You just whip out a piano or guitar or something like that. Yeah, um, I I, I record on um, Logic. That's the the music software I use and. I kind of, I guess I write it initially on guitar or something, or I get my husband to play some chords. Um, if I'm, yeah, because my favorite part of writing is definitely the vocals and melodies. Um, I do, I do like playing piano, guitar, and saxophone as well, but it sometimes, I don't know, I just, I find I get, that's where I get on my buzz kind of thing is when I get to the lyrics and the, and the melodies and stuff yeah. and harmonies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so each day I'd kind of, I sit outside or I'd, I'd go and take this, whatever the new topic for the day was and, and go and put pen to paper, or I'd get the guitar out first and find some chords that I liked, and then, mm. yeah, let it go from there. So, so is it a case of <laughs> that it really ends up being a bit of a, a bit of a sludge trying to get the actual piece of music together once you've worked out the melody? Because you, you're saying you really like to do melody. That's your focus point. Mm. So, like, how hard is it to get the structure of the song and the chords down that match that melody? I guess it depended on the day like some days were real sweet and I'd just get on a roll and you know just kind of a song would just kind of happen and then other days it's like oh man all I want to do is watch Netflix today <laughs> and um <laughs> where's the song going um and and some I, I had my um husband Charles and my sister was living with us at the time and so yeah. sometimes it's like guys help me and um and Charles would be like oh here I'll, he, he'd be like here's a beat go and write something to this beat and he'd kind of you know like help me out by just just to get you something. out of the room <laughs> just to get yeah like to get just, me out of my i don't care what around. you do just just fucking do something with this here boom 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 <laughs> okay go go on <laughs> he's like have this yeah take these chords and do something with them just- <laughs> now so that was nice it was nice having a couple of peeps to to bounce ideas off um yeah and some days i was just like oh i i can't this this song hasn't worked <laughs> and so then at midnight I'd, I'd start writing a whole new one yeah um yeah, but anyway, it was it was cool. So is it, <laughs> it a, a case? Is it a case that people like your husband and your family members are the people that will rein you in when things are getting a bit crazy musically, or are they? Is it really just a case of they just let you fly and, and see where whatever whatever crazy ideas you come come <laughs> up with? Yeah, I reckon they're a bit of both, a bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a bit here, a bit there. It really depends on the day, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and, and how is it now that you've got a child? What's changed with your with your music regime that maybe was uh, I'm not writing a song a day. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, nah, it's been it's been great actually. She's a super chill baby, um, so we've been able to still go out and and uh, and like I had a couple of gigs this week. Um, yeah. One under my solo music, just just um, a showcase that I was part of, and then last mm. night we released a track with another group we're part of. She's yeah, she's good around good around crowds and lots of people, and doesn't really mind being held by any of. So you just anyone, take, to be honest, you so. just take them along. You just take your your kid. Yeah. You just take her along to the shows, and it just gets sounds like yeah, yeah, totally. Here you go, you're some random fan. Right, hold on to my kid. I've got to play my set. <laughs> Is that how it works? Exactly. No, <laughs> we've got her some little um, we've got her some little baby earmuffs. So um, because it was pretty loud the other night, one of the gigs we had. So we had those on her head, and she just kind of fell fell asleep was- while this massive loud gig was going on behind her. <laughs> That is that so. Fun. That is so good. I, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, are you worried? Yeah, I was going to say. Otherwise, like, well, they're going to get tinnitus by the time they're five. Uh, <laughs> but you're good. <laughs> no. You're being a responsible parent, which I, which I absolutely yes. adore. Are you? Are you starting Thank to like you. try and like introduce them? I know it's a. Bit, and and forgive me if I if you think I'm jumping the gun here. It's like just just holding a. <laughs> have you bought them like a mini like three thing keyboard three and just like holding in front? Of them. <laughs> All right. No, you not better yet. Give me a melody uh, by the end of this week. Yeah. <laughs> she was sitting um sitting in her little chair yesterday while we were recording some music. Um and she seemed quite happy. quite happy just being there, watching it all. So yeah. who knows? Looking forward to getting getting an instrument in her hands and see what happens. <laughs> I, I saw the other day or I heard the other day that people kept getting confused the song Isn't She Lovely by by Stevie Wonder about mm-hmm. some woman, but it's actually about his kid. Did you know it that? Is. You, I did actually. You did. So she's smart. She knows her shit. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> but apparently, people get confused. It's like, well, no, of course it's about his kid. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And once you know that and listen to it, it's it's it's, it's even more beautiful. I reckon. Yeah, you haven't is written. Have you written a song? Speaking of, have you have you written a song about your child yet? <laughs> well, actually, uh, my husband and I we've got a duo called Aro, and um, we. We wrote a song inspired by the first time we heard her heartbeat, which mm. was a bit cheesy and cute. Um, and we got some funding for it and made a music video that we released on the date that she was going to be due, which she managed to beat by three weeks. So she got to oh, be right. here for her release. <laughs> that's yeah. adorable. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, it's literally a song about like the excitement of getting to meet this baby that we didn't know. We didn't know if she was going to be a boy or a girl or mm. whatever. So that was fun. Okay. Okay. What were the bets hedging on yeah. that one? Who, who, you haven't got any friends that just like the, yeah. that, just like a little, oh, yeah. little tip every now and again, like. Oh, absolutely! Everyone, everyone's got their their thoughts. They're like, oh, she's sitting high. It must be a must be a girl, or, or it's you know, oh, you're 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 wearing pink today. Maybe it's going to be a girl. I don't know. Like different things, people just would be like, oh yeah, that's, that means this. And I'm that's like, oh, so okay. stupid. Like you, you, I don't know what you're. I don't know how you feel about it. But it's like you're pink for girls, blue for boys. I thought we were we were past that already as a society. Like nobody I think, gave. A I think shit. we really are. <laughs> Yeah. No, I had no idea up until up until the day she was born. I was pretty. I had no idea. I was just like, whatever you are, it's going to be great. Yeah. Pink is we'll a fabulous color for guys. I think it's a great color. Oh, totally. Like pink shirts. Yeah. Just are epic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Charles has got a couple. My husband. It's great. Yeah. Love do you, that. Do you guys like to like color coordinate when you're on stage? 
Uh, we have accidentally a couple of times. Acc- um, oh, so it's never been on purpose. You're not ready to admit that. It's all been quote unquote accidental. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Of course yeah. not. You <laughs> wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> Maybe a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, here's what you're wearing, Charles. No. <laughs> is, is, is there actually much thought that goes into what you look like when you go on stage? Or is it really just a case of like, I am what I am, come as I are, you know? Deal with it. Yeah, as in when it comes to the two of us. Well, just, no, no, just I mean, like when general. you're playing on stage, like, do you have much of a, a get up or a, like, do you purposefully pick your clothing when you go on stage? Yeah, when, I mean, like the day I had a gig last week and I was, I put something on and Charles was like, no, you can't wear that. And so he helped me find something else. I've, I may have a bit of mum brain going on um, and whatever I happened to be wearing <laughs> wasn't quite working. Um, but, no, when it when we do our stuff together, though, we we released an album that was actually yeah. all of the songs were inspired by birds. It was like a right. kind of a concept album, yeah. And the stories of them in Aotearoa. Um, anyway, and we we kind of had like I I had this awesome headpiece that was made with feathers that I got to wear whenever we did one of our shows, <laughs> and uh and Charles would stick feathers in his hair, so that was fun. That's cool. That's <laughs> just cool. to get just to get in the zone, you know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you get yeah, it's like you gotta yeah. as they say, fake it till you make it. You gotta yeah. Totally. <laughs> you got to wing it. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, pun pun not. That was unintended, actually. Pun not intended. I just realised what I did. Wow. You did. What's what's up for the rest of the year for you? Like, now that you got the EP out, you, you came out with your song with your husband recently. What's what's up for the rest of the year? Apart from, you know, kid watching. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, we, my, our duo's got a tour. We're releasing a new project in September mm. that we're going to be touring around the country. Yeah. Um. And I'm just starting to get into kind of, you know, dreaming about doing gigs again under my mm. after doing one the other night under my solo music career what? as Emily Rice. Um, was it a while yeah. since you'd played by yourself for that last? Yeah, it has been. Gig? And I, I used to play. Yeah, I used to play with a band. Um, mm. And then my husband and I lived in a van for two years, um, traveling around the country, just gigging full time. Mm. Mm. And um, and I'd play with my, I'd play just with the guitar kind of thing if I was ever doing you know, an Emily Rice thing. But, um, yeah, and then when I got invited last week to sing at the showcase, um, they asked if I could play with a backing track because it was kind of like a, a get up on stage, do your song, yeah. and then the next person kind of gets up. So that was the first time I've ever played with a backing track, which was a, a new experience. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I'd never really been into the whole, you know, backing track thing. But um, it was actually really fun because the song was is kind of electronic. It was It was cool to just get into it, and I – Played my saxophone and stuff so that I wasn't fully alone. Mm. Had my mm. yeah, <laughs> had my saxophone. That was what, good. What is it like reinventing yourself with each new project for someone? You know, speaking as someone that has done quite a few different musical things over the years. Yeah, that's a good question. What is it like reinventing myself? Yeah, because um, it, does it feel like that when you when you do start a new project or you're doing a new you're, you're putting together a new record? under a different name. Like, what does it feel like? Like, yeah, what are you, What's going through your was, mind? It was quite exciting, I think, getting this new um, EP Oaha together because I, I knew that it was going in a, in a, I don't know, a different kind of fresh direction for my for my stuff. And so I actually did um, kind of create a new image, I guess, in terms mm. of what I wanted to be, who I wanted, what I wanted to look like and what I wanted it to be like um, getting it out there. So I actually, like, I've got a new Instagram and stuff like that because um, yeah. I just wanted to get it. I just wanted to make things all fresh and kind of start, 
yeah, start. What was your conscious? So that was that what, was cool. What were you consciously trying to achieve with that though? When you say you're trying to like come out with a new with a new image, yeah, I think I was. These are great questions and things that I probably should have thought about more. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I think to be honest, what happened was I had I had my my Instagram for my solo stuff, which mm. ended up becoming kind of just my life. Instagram, you know how you just kind of have your personal, you just share your world? Yeah, yeah. I, cooking I with Emily Rice. Like, it's in the name, folks. Exactly. What do you think I'm cooking? It's risotto it's again. Actually, 14th time in a row. It was actually, <laughs> it was actually Kai with Emry. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> now they, um, yeah, almost. But um, no, it, I think it was as well, knowing we had a baby on the way, I was like, actually, I, I want to still be able to like, you know, share a photo with my friends and stuff. But then I was like, with my music, which I want to like, keep pursuing hardcore I was like I want to make a page that's just dedicated just to my music rather than all the other stuff so that was actually kind of why I decided to start and be like let's do this properly let's yeah let's make just a music page and then so I when, share all when the people come and follow it. you for the music <laughs> they're actually getting the music rather than you know just 20 random baby photos <laughs> exactly you know not everyone wants to see a million photos of my baby <laughs> that's totally fine <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah. your next, your next. Speaking of rice, your next album cover should be just a bowl of fried rice with the two chopsticks <laughs> right, sticking right. out of the bowl. I don't care what the album's about. I just want like it's just Emily <laughs> Rice. It's rice. The album's going to be called Rice by Emily Rice. It's like yeah. Rice by Emily Rice. Hey, if that ever happens, I'll definitely give you some credit. <laughs> Thank you. That's brilliant. <laughs> album <laughs> album concept by Daniel Pern. Rice. Yeah, love it. And it could just all be about different different ways to cook rice. We, we are going to actually go. play uh, one of the other songs off the record in a sec, which is Sounds called uh, Playing Darts, which is one of the chillest tracks, isn't it? It is. The most chill, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful piano piece, too. Just more piano-centric, I Thank guess. You. With With yeah. this song, though, what was, I guess, what was the concept behind it and what were you trying to achieve with it? So, this one is about... <laughs> my husband's like really good at just going to sleep when it's when he gets into bed and he's ready to go to bed he just can go to bed and uh my mind kind of starts you know running around in circles doing thinking about a million different things um especially during lockdown last year so I um this one was inspired by <laughs> my jealousy of his ability to just to just go to bed um whereas I had a dart game going on in my head so that literally is what the song where that started kind of thing right yeah. So, yeah. so from a from a you know a, from a petty point of view, it's just really you're getting you're getting bitchy at your husband. But from a more philosophical <laughs> point of view, it's a it's a self reflection as to why you have to be so anxious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's quite a I, I I yeah I think a lot of people have like said that they can relate to this one. Um, yeah. You know, not sometimes it is hard to just like close your mind off at nighttime, uh, especially in this day and age. You know, there's so much going on all the time um and so that's yeah when you're holding it together playing darts i don't know just that that's where that's that's where it started fair enough it's a lullaby almost as well yeah that works (laughs) 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 that that's a that's a pretty good explanation you pass with flying colors uh emily i like it oh thank you (laughs) Uh, thank you for coming on too it's been it's been a fun little chat it has been. Thanks for having me. Breaks up your Saturday nicely. Good. I feel great questions. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. It does. I, that's, that's why yeah. I aim to achieve, <laughs> and and I feel like you've achieved a great thing with this record. It's a really cool, cool little piece of piece of music. So, 
Man, to, thank you so much. Appreciate keen, it. Keen to see where the future takes you and all the best um, with your Man. adventure of motherhood, I guess. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's happening. <laughs> we are going to play the song. Awesome. Right, thank you. We are going to play the song right now, Emily. So, why don't you tell us for our forgetful audience who you are and what we're about to play? Great. My name is Emily Rice. I am a Kiwi musician and this is my song, Playing Dart. This is Suze, and you're listening to Bar Talk. Chips in backseats for your disease. 
folks mm, take that fucking snare drum and slam that up where the sun <laughs> don't shine that was a gorgeous track new year's eve black velvet butterfly actually i don't think gorgeous is the correct uh adjective there but you know what and fucking dark wave is it's gorgeous according to me and before that playing darts by the awesome emily rice emily thank you so much for dealing with our we're dealing with my uh my let's say eccentricities and uh, I hope everything is going swimmingly in the couple of weeks that we uh, ended up chatting and uh, thank you Nicknack too for organising that as well make sure you go and check out her new EP when you, if you haven't already if you haven't already and please keep an eye out for whatever else she's got upcoming in the few months that are upcoming uh, words they're supposed Let's hope to work. Some gigs are coming up. That would be the big one. I think she's playing a few gigs. Yeah, no, she's definitely been playing a few Excellent. gigs because they're not in fucking lockdown. Mm. Well, you know, and, and, we can't all live in paradise. And we check out her EP on Spotify and fucking whatever uh, rip off Spotify player you use. <laughs> Is that wherever you stream Excellent. your music? Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Buy me those iTunes on- vouchers. <laughs> if she puts it on Anchor. <laughs> Could you put it on anchor? <laughs> that's for podcasts, mate. That's for that's for podcasts. Uh, you know, she could do a little voiceover. You know, hi, I'm Emily. The commentary yeah, is my song. The commentary version, yeah. <laughs> and then play the music instead of director's commentary. Going to know producers' commentary. Yeah. <laughs> producers' commentary. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine if we uh, did that over our own podcast, Kieran? <laughs> 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 it, it, it would be things like, all right, Turch is talking and I've totally tuned out. <laughs> and this is the bit where he but went did to- you- <laughs> This is another tax talk. Here we go, Turch. You've done it again on Kieran talking about hay 
or some story about the same story again about the CFA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then uh, then it'll be like a oh shit, Turch, that was a really good joke that I missed that about me that's just gone over yep. my head. Probably. Well done. Yeah. Well, watch yep. out, watch out, Turch. It's nearly tax time. Does he get rolled up by the ATO around this time of year? Does he? <laughs> me? Oh yeah. No, no, Kieran. Every, every Kieran. Single day. No, no, Kieran. Kieran doesn't really like the ATO, but then again, Kieran doesn't believe in God, so. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't believe in God was, or the ATO. I was agnostic to the to the tax department until I got a full time job and opened my pay slip and realised how much was going to the tax man, and then it was outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> then I had some appreciation for what Turch was saying. Yeah, it, finally it all pays off after ra- a ranting for years at this man. He so finally starts to listen. He's a ra- lapsed and relapsed tax or whatever. <laughs> Well, I, d- I just I just think that I became conservative very very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I I it sort of was like before my first paycheck in a full time work. It was like free to oil, you know. I believe in that, but you know, free the oil. I, I, We've I bottling like, been you know, bottling it up for too much. Yes, I want free money <laughs> off the government. That would be fantastic. And then I start paying tax, and it's like no, those people who want free money can go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they say I'm the conspiracy theorist. <laughs> what do you think the uh, the tax the, the tax burden is of a, a dark wave song like uh, New Year's Eve? <laughs> I'll tell you what that nice '80s dark synth wavy stuff. Sinister was the word I wrote down here. To oh yes, that. but almost but almost cyberpunkian as well with like the with all the dark synth items. Going there within the music, but that uh, that vo- like that dark vocal down low sinister vocal lines, very you know sinister Morrissey vibe, cyberpunky vibe. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. So I'm gonna listen to the rest of the album, especially if it's gonna be like that. These, I mean, it's great. When I I love it when we get really good artists that have their own music sent in. They're the ones that contact us. Yep. So yeah. this this one um, was the only one that we picked this week. That we had a, we had quite a bit come through, but this was the one we decided mm. to pick that came from the artist themselves. So this is a good reminder too, if you are an independent artist from Australia, New Zealand, or the Pacific Islanders, Islanders, Oceania, wherever the fuck you wherever the nailed, fuck you call it, nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. On the on the as, basically as ga- what you're saying is yeah. is the world minus America. <laughs> And That's Europe. really what I'm hearing and you Africa. Saying. And Europe. <laughs> and Asia. Okay. And Antarctica. But we don't Antarctica? take music. We yeah. haven't received a track from Antarctica yet. I'm very disappointed. Although, well, there you go. although to be technical, if they're from the Australian Antarctic Territory, I think we would count it. They're in. Okay. So Mawson Station Band, where are you? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> would you accept re- reverse Australian- reverb from the ice cores? Come on. <laughs> That would actually be very amazing. That would be crazy. I'm I'm more interested in to hear what the songs would be about. You know, how many uh, Let It Snows are they going to re-record? With the, Church, with the, Church uh- I can tell you exactly what it's going to be like. They're going to have the equivalent of Slim Dusty's Trucking on 80. <laughs> of his best 80 songs, which three quarters of them are about highways. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, and it's going to be the Antarctic Division, and three quarters of it is going to be about ice, as far as the man can see. I'm just picturing that uh, episode of The Simpsons where Bart's calling everyone. It's the Australia episode, and he calls the people in the Antarctic, and he's asking which way the toilet water goes, and they're tapping it. And the guy yeah. walks in with a magazine. He's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm picturing in the recording studio. Uh, I, I'm still bewildered. Um Kieran, that Slim Dusty had a highway phase. I never thought about it, but it makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually bought the Slim Dusty Trucking on 80 album back when you could get it from Sanity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 and, you know, you used to drive in your car. Like, that was, that was in, uh, you know, I, 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 I did listen to that album. That was a good album. Was this pre or One post day, falling Kieran out with the tax re- office? <laughs> Kieran one day wants to re-record all of Trucking on 80 and sing all the tracks karaoke style and re-release every single track. He's told me that in private. This is a scoop, everybody. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Do you accept 40 tracks of Slim Dusty covers on AMR? That's the real question. I'll have to talk to the station manager to see if we can get an exception, but I think for the Slim, I think we'll accept it. Kieran it Slim. Could be, it could be a New Year's Eve special. That's true. Speaking we of- We did call you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, yes, I we, remember that. We, we did call into AM, uh, AMR and we were there with, with yourself and a few of your other co-hosts. And I'm very sorry to say we were very drunk at that point in time and it was still very early on oh, in the day. Don't worry. So were we. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I waited for a while because I was doing all the socials. I was a good little boy. Uh, but then as so they kept trying to or they kept trying to shove like tequila shots in my face. Like, get out! I can't deal with tequila till <laughs> it's 11. By then, when the effects hit, it'll be midnight and I can fuck off. Yeah. And then I got really That's hammered. That's right. Beauty was I lasted That's a good. lot longer than a lot of the others. Silver linings. But- <laughs> I was yeah. very proud yeah. of this. We- uh, I my parents decided that Costco is the the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh yeah! And took me to Costco, and I ended up buying giant bottles of alcohol for New Year's Eve, and we made our way, I think, through about nearly two liters of Jack Daniels that night across a couple of people. So we were very very <laughs> proud of ourselves. <laughs> I want to quickly and, mention uh, too before we got on this very nice tangent. Um, yeah. I was going to say if you are an independent artist. And you've got your own tunes. Mm. They're original and you're from the continental plate, as our station manager so eloquently puts it. Send them in, amrairplay at mail.com. That is amrairplay at mail.com. Make sure you send in all the important shit with it too. Send me in a message. I can't be bothered saying it here. (laughs) But yes, send your music in. And if you want to come on a podcast where we don't play your music, but you can have some fun. Uh, reach out to us at uh, we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. That's <laughs> so true. It's true. We will we will talk about conspiracy theories, rant to you about things that thirty year old white men rant about, and the terrible news of the day. We're actually going to be re- we've been reviewing podcasts recently, and they're just as terrible as ours, if not worse. <laughs> <laughs> makes you feel better, doesn't it? I don't know if it makes us feel better. I just feel like uh, Validated. we could be doing better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not quite at the bottom of the pecking chain. 
Not yet. Not yet. We're, we're catching up to, yes. to bar talk, I'm, I swear. Ooh, I've got some, <laughs> some stiff competition. Uh, call me. Oh, but yes. <laughs> no, I was, uh, was going to make a bad stiffy joke, but uh, we're, not, we're not that low, bro. Low brow. <laughs> not yet. Not- Come on our show. We'll, <laughs> we'll take, take you down all the way oh, down. To the basement and back. Actually, we're, yeah, how, so <laughs> you're going to mention the uh, breaking news that came out of a certain- uh, oh. <laughs> Yes, it's true. So, uh, officially- Turch, I'll, I'll, Turch, I'll handle it oh, from here. Please, this is more CEO, of a, the CEO this is more of the podcast is clearly a PR about matter. <laughs> this, is, this is a PR matter, uh, and I'd like to hand it to my PR spokesperson, Turch. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much, CEO. <laughs> second that. Uh, look, it's- uh, it was only a, a, a couple of days ago that we received notification from YouTube that they had officially banned our YouTube channel uh, without giving us any warning strikes or any official strikes at all. Just completely wiped our channel uh, off the platform. And we're not really quite sure why that is the case. I do have a suspicion why, but I don't think it's enough to get completely banned off YouTube but this Saturday, ha- State Library protest. Come join us <laughs> at twelve o'clock. Masks off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have been reviewing a bunch of conspiracy um, theory videos uh, that are, are freely available on both YouTube and and uh, BitChute for some of those shit. And one of the videos that we did review was a video called "The Fall of the Cabal," which is. Uh, no, uh, known in the conspiracy world as being one of the worst conspiracy <laughs> videos available, run by a woman or created by a woman who's part of thinks is part of QAnon, and we watched the first four parts of it, and then it got a bit stupid, and we decided to uh, really focus and drill down on a channel called Spirit Science. But the videos from um, that we did review, Fall of the Cabal, were the ones initially that got us. Um, a warning, and we sort of took that one of those videos down, and then the next thing we knew, we were completely banned off YouTube. So very sad. We can no longer stream us reviewing uh, uh, any more conspiracy <laughs> theories because the next video we were going to do, we were going to start watching Ancient Aliens, and I was very excited about that because it's one of my favourite conspiracy theory shows of all time. But we do have a new podcast. Yeah, yes. we do have a new um, podcast. And that, that that new podcast might stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and, On YouTube. And that, and that comes out of a, a conversation we had when we've been reviewing podcasts. We're like, what makes a podcast really terrible? And one of the things that we found is that some podcasts, especially true crime podcasts, just read verbatim off Wikipedia. And that's all they do. And maybe make some jokes or some comments. But the people who try to read these articles haven't even pre-read the, the article or <laughs> they don't understand what the article actually means. And we thought to ourselves, well, we can do that. So, please check out on Spotify. Our podcast is called <laughs> Reading Wikipedia. And if uh, we just read Wikipedia as badly as we possibly can, <laughs> uh, we are accepting all submissions from fans, from people who just want to read an article, record yourself on your phone and email us at recording podcast, uh, re- recording, uh, reading Wikipedia podcast at gmail.com. And you're po- you, you reading a Wikipedia article, no matter what it is, 
will be up online. You see, you got to <laughs> you have to you have to be careful. <laughs> You're going to miss all this great content if you don't mention the email correctly. So, That's Kieran, true. it's reading. With- Kieran, get this get this unreliable bastard out of the way. What's the email address? Yeah. That is reading Wikipedia podcast. That is the shortest <laughs> title name, you know, because we know we know you don't want to be typing a lot, but we expect that you will be sending us in lots. So you only have to type it in once. So it's reading Wikipedia podcast at gmail.com. We don't That's want to give true. the fans tennis elbow, do we? That's true. It's true. <laughs> Look, my- you can copy it. You could go on to our Spotify page and just copy it. Um, if you're really that lazy, I know I am. So that's the way I would do it as well. And while you're there on Spotify, follow us as well. So that way you can get all the reading Wikipedia goodness straight away. <laughs> See, I would misspell Wikipedia. So, you know, well, uh, I definitely need to be copying it off Spotify. That's why you get your secretary to do it. Uh, who's his secretary? Church. <laughs> <laughs> So, P- PR. I wear many hats. I secretary. wear many hats. <laughs> CFO. CFO. He's a busy yeah. man. Content. Guest host. Somehow we still have a podcast. <laughs> now we have two podcasts. <laughs> wow, you're really making a career out of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know me. This is my life. <laughs> nothing but nothing but time. The, the most, you know, invaluable resource. The most, you know. <laughs> Uh, abundance of resources, time. <laughs> let's let's quickly mention the songs are about to go on um, because they are really radio. Good. I keep forgetting. I yeah. keep forgetting because we do a podcast that this is a radio <laughs> and we've got to play music. For- format difference, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> now we all agreed that this next song, "Silence the Sun's brand new um, single, "Glass Army," was epic, amazing. Epic. Mm. This is a this is right up Heavy Reborn's alleyway. Now, for those of you who don't know, and I, I don't know if um, Kieran does, uh, the AMR Heavy staple show, AMR Heavy Reborn, is out every week, uh, showcasing some of the awesomest heavy metal, grunge, bloody prog, hard rock, punk, whatever it is, anything under that alleyway, uh, some of the best songs of that kind of thing. And this is definitely uh-huh. up there, I think. I'm amazed this one slipped through. This is this is for me the uh, one of the gems of the uh, s- songs that you sent through. This is like the Flynn effect that you sent through last time mm. that I was on the show, this and it was like a cool rock proggy song. This is uh, almost on the opposite end to a degree, but very Deftonesy. I felt yes, and I was super into it. Now, these guys have just released their uh, debut album, actually, so maybe you should go and give them a spin. Uh, and this is the uh, latest single off it. Glass Army. Mm. The air record's called Sailing Empty Streets, and it's out now, so make sure you go and give it a spin. But uh, it was good. It was just thumping. Let's just listen. That's it. <laughs> and after that, we had another awesome track, which I think we all agreed was great. Uh, Sarah mm. Jane with apparent, apparently, apparently we apparently. all liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed banger. This, this was a great rock track. Don't you reckon, Kieran? I mean, was it was I it was good? In- was it good? Did did it done good? It it did done good. Uh, went on went on uh, Miss Jane, Sarah Jane. Uh, love your work. Uh, contact us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll have you on the podcast. <laughs> Smooth. Uh, she's come out with an EP recently too. So this is off that as well. Uh, I think this was probably I think this was the most recent single that came out 
a few weeks back from this one. But yeah, this is the first um, we've heard of, we've had um, Sarah's stuff come in. So that's awesome. She's got a video out for her two most recent singles, which have done really well, apparently. Uh, apparently. Um, so apparently you should go- I'm sure they have. And apparently check them out, apparently. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. Um, I was expecting shit and, you know, we've got great music. <laughs> We've so, got really good Australian music. See, he's being conditioned. music. <laughs> what go on, go on. No, just hear me out. I am. Australian music's generally not great. Um, <laughs> but I was actually pleasantly surprised that this was, this was actually really good. And with that, you should listen. <laughs> let's listen to. <laughs> Tell me what the songs are, Church. Come to- on. Oh, uh, let's listen to Glass. First of all, we're going to listen to Glass Army by Silence the Sun. And then apparently by Sarah Jane. Let's do that. Oh, we're going to test old, uh, I'm going to test Kieran this time. What show are we on? We are on AMR. Close enough. Australian Music Radio, which <laughs> plays Australian and New Zealand music and some of the islands of the Pacific. And then maybe a little bit down to Antarctica. And then, as long as you're not America or Europe, maybe if you're an Australian somewhere else in the world. <laughs> and on that succinct description, here it is. Silence the sun. Bar talk. <laughs> <laughs> the show's oh, called oh, yeah, Bar, bar talk. talk. The platform's AMR. <sighs>
Hi guys, this is Vass, and you're listening to Bar Talk here on Australian Musicians Radio. Silence. 
and welcome back. We've just listened to Apparently by Sarah Jane, and before that, we listened to Glass Army by Silence. Apparently we did, yeah. Apparently we did on Bar Talk, not AMR. On Bar Talk. Bar Talk. (laughs) See, I like like how he got it in the end. I like how he got it in the end, Kieran, and I'm very proud of you. He got there. I'm very proud of you. He got it. And for that, you earn uh, a virtual sticker star from me. As as oh, thanks oh, thank you. and gratitude and and gratuit and gratuitous applause. I don't know. And that's why he's the number one podcast CEO. <laughs> that's that's how he earns his he, stripes. He only makes one to ten mistakes a show. <laughs> <laughs> how many are we running at the we moment? What tally are we looking at right now? Oh, uh, one. <laughs> oh, so we're <laughs> we're right in the range. We could stop right now. It's a perfect show. The margin of error is actually quite small in comparison to other episodes, but, you know, we don't fact check on our show, and sad to say, we also don't fact check on this show, Dan. No, no. Uh, that's why I say, look up the artists. If you want to really fact check what, they, what they're what they up to, because half the time, and you say this, because half the time when we receive the press releases and once we read them, they're out of date. There's a show's been cancelled, a fucking, somebody got sick we can, and we they can had up- to push back the release date. We can only report on the past. We can't report on the future. Yeah. That's, that's can, it, you know. We're going via the facts known at the time of release. <laughs> and that's why we are going to release the lotto numbers for tomorrow night. The numbers are 7, <laughs> 42. <laughs> I thought you are going to get- And if six- you're still listening, well done, because li- you've got Church and I on this. Uh, I know. This wonderful Sad. show. I have to break it up Sad with the times. songs. Otherwise, I feel like I'd lose all my listeners. <laughs> I think that's been the secret to my hot, slightly marginal success. <laughs> I'm sure there's dips in your view in listenership when I'm on the show, mate. <laughs> you know what I'm ready to dip into, though? What is that? I was going to say, Kieran, do you want to know what I'm about ready to, to lick my lips around? I think it might be some kind of beverage. Ooh, he's, he's close, I think it folks. might be some kind of... Alcoholic beverage. Yes. And we're going to do something to that alcoholic beverage. Oh. So Are you going to light it on fire? Here we go. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. I hear- It's going to edit in From nicely. a little birdie. Y- yes. That's very good. Thank I hear you. from a little birdie that you have something absolutely fantastic that you've been dying to show us all show. It's been hidden in the background and we haven't been able to see it. Just trying to hide it behind the oh, hide it behind the uh, laptop because you guys can see me. For those of you at home. That's true. We are indeed. It's very true. We are indeed uh, budget zooming right now. So they can see my ugly well- face. I can see their ugly faces. <laughs> We're all on equal playing fields. Like Paul Logan yep. and Floyd Merriweather, shall we say? Um, Charizard, <laughs> as as that. Charizard v fucking OnlyFans. Who knows? Um, but I have a, an icon of the Australian beer market reimagined uh, for the yuppie crowd. Let's say it is indeed. I believe it's Queensland. I can't remember where it's actually brewed. <laughs> I think it's That's CUB, okay. but CUB owns many. Many an octopus tentacle and uh, they've come up with a uh, certified organic of version of this classic Australian beverage. I am, of course, talking about the uh, highly reduced, highly almost out of date pure blonde organic lager. Wow, 
It must oh, be wow. good because it's got a good sticker on it that says it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, Church, you know as well as I that I only go for the discount pile because I can't be bothered affording expensive shit for this segment unless somebody sponsors See? the bloody show. If you can sponsor us I'll- by buying us the fancy booze, send it to us to review. We'll True. review it. But alas, one day we'll I have one no day fans. we'll do a back to back. One day we'll do a back to back episode of of bar talk, and we only do one take podcast, and and the we only do one take podcast will sponsor you for your drinks, beverages on that I'll, show. I think, and then I'll sponsor you to write just the some, once. And then I'll sponsor you to write and read out some Wikipedia articles for me. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so let me have a look now, Kieran. I call it beer wank. Um, it's where mm. we find. The description of the beer and read it out, but there's no beer wank. Lo and behold, um, so maybe I take back my because it looks like a uh, it looks like a hipster beer, like the the branding. Well, not the this beer, not the pure blonde. The logos, beer, yeah, the, the logos branding. aspect. Yeah, the the way they've like it's rebranded got- the bottle. It's very hipster. It's got the proper. It's got the proper wording. It's got the proper jargon on the front, like organic yes. and all those magical words like that that appeal to a and certain it, demographic that think they're better than the most the, people. It's the proper color. Yes. Yes. As well. It is it's, a very nice you know, color. It looks. It looks it organically. To the, it appeals to the the uh, uh, the more exclusive. They think they're better than us alcoholics instead of the regular alcoholics yeah. that we usually are. See, I like my scotch like I like my women. Yes, naked. At least 18 years old. Jeez, guys. You guys. Are you, <laughs> yeah. like, hold what on. The hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> hold on. Hold on just a sec. I was going to say, little birdie. Say on the rocks. Little birdie told me during the break. That uh, somebody had been uh, gifted a 13-year-old crackalacky, which, side note, is a very delicious whiskey, one of my favourites. Oh. <laughs> but I call bullshit on your analogy, Turch, and I'm not going to say anything else about it before we well, before we ruffle too many feathers. Well, I, guess, I guess you're calling me a pedophile. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mention the word... <laughs> You're trying to get me banned from YouTube. You're trying to get me banned from YouTube too. Maybe this is why I'm banned off all the all the streaming platforms. So this is why I have I'm a call you, liability. I'm going to call you Harvey now from, uh, from now on, Church. So I'm, I'm. This is why I don't make that joke because it's too easy of a fall to, hole to fall in. That's true. That's true. But we'll leave it like that. And I want to know what your organic, pure blonde beer tastes like. I want to hear what Should it sounds like when we open it. True. Let's do it. Right. You get shh, shh. Quiet up the back. Sounds organic. <laughs> yeah. There was no <laughs> digital reproduction there whatsoever. Pure analog. <laughs> where's the... T- where's the... God, it smells... Oh, it's, it's that classic pure blonde smell. What what's the alcohol percentage? Is it is does it vary from the regular pure blonde uh, alcohol percentage? Good question. Um, they've really tried to put it in fine print. I, I, do you remember what the original percentage is? I'm double. I'm I'm looking it up because you know me. I like to fact check on shows when I'm on them. It's exactly oh, one standard. Is- it's four percent. 
Wow, it's on the bot on the. Oh, the standard is it, it is a low carb beer, the regular one, but it is a one point two standard drink. So it must be like a four percent beer. Your one, I'm the regular one is a four point two. I'm feeling ripped off. <laughs> Whole two dollars. Getting into carbohydrates. That's what you get for you get- by going organic. <laughs> True. Yeah, <laughs> the question you're all wondering, I'm guessing, is what it tastes like. Oh, I am. No, I'm not. It's organic. <laughs> You're going to find out anyway. <laughs> Is this worse or better than our spaghetti cook-off? <laughs> hey, our spaghetti cook-off was a draw. That's true. And that's that means I won because I'm not Italian. <laughs> I knew you would say that. <laughs> You reckon there should have been a bit more of a handicap because of that, that pure yeah. ethnic factor, aren't we? Well, put it out there though. In the in the in our test sample, the men liked it, my one more than your than your one, and mm. you all know that means I win. <laughs> no, because <laughs> the women liked mine more than yours. Ooh. I didn't know you could turn a, a turn a spaghetti <laughs> competition into into a gender political. Studies fucking <laughs> control group. I don't know. Get the fucking gender studies people from um, Melbourne Uni onto that shit. That'd, they'd have a blast with that. Or shall I say a... Oh, I was going to think of a pun there. Can you think of a pun, Turch? Kieran, come on. I need uh, your best minds at this one. Uh, a, sp- a, sp- a spaghetti pun? Yes. A spaghetti pun? Oh, I, I don't think I can think of a spaghetti pun to relate to feminism, oh. but, you know... Um- <laughs> If you do, but- send it to We Only Do One Take Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. But how was the organic beer? That's what I'm more interested in than spaghetti puns related to feminism. Send to the We Only Do One Take Podcast at gmail uh, email address. See, I, I feel like <laughs> that it just tastes like pure blonde, but then I haven't had pure blonde in yonks, so I don't remember what that tastes like. But I'm going to assume it just tastes the same because it's- I don't know. It's pure blonde. What? Like, what? Is, it doesn't taste like anything. This could be. This could be a conspiracy. Have you? I'm sure you've watched the episode of The Simpsons, and there's a lot of Simpsons references because I've been watching The Simpsons quite a bit recently. But you know that episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Barney go to the Duff Brewery, and they zoom out like it's like we've got Duff Light, <laughs> Duff Dry, and Duff Regular, and it's just the same. Th- same, you know, same shoot, and it's got the same, you know, coming all coming from yeah. the same place, but they just call it three different things. Potentially, that might be the case with pure blonde. I mean, this CUB, they're probably like some powder that's called organic, organic flavoring, <laughs> or organic fairy dust. I don't know. And that's probably what they sprinkled would, you, on it. I, I, you wouldn't I, even I can, be able to see it on the bottle. I can tell you why they have an organic beer because ninety eight percent of people buy pure blonde, right? The, the people that buy pure blonde buy pure blonde. But then they realise that there's this 2% market that just need to be a little bit more special than everyone else, mm-hmm. that need to gloat, that need to, you know, say that I'm better than you and need to status signal. But they really like pure blonde. And so they're going to buy the organic beer, which is generally going to be charged at a little bit more of a premium mm. than the other beer. But it's failed because it's now a re- it, the beer is now in the reduced pile. <laughs> do you remember you when become the um, very thing you swore to destroy? Yes, I, I've, I've heard that one before. Remember, 
<laughs> Do you remember when Johnny Walker released like a, a Jane Walker bottle of, of whiskey? And it was no. just basically Johnny Walker black, but it said Jane Walker on the bottle. <laughs> and it was pink? No, it was still black. It just said Jane Walker oh. and it was to appeal to women. <laughs> And I'm like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think women who drink John, jo, uh, Johnny Walker are gonna care if there's a woman on the bottle or not. <laughs> I, I would have literally looked at it. I would have looked at it and gone, oh, black label. Yeah, like that's what I <laughs> Yeah, it's, you're already using the gender neutral term. This wasn't yeah. even a problem oh, to black- begin with. It wasn't a problem. And I feel it's the same for this organic beer where you sort of just go, yeah, it's got organic on it, but this one was on special. <laughs> Johnny could I'm be- I'm happy to buy this. Johnny could be a gender neutral term, a jo- like a, a unisex That's true. I didn't even. I didn't even think of that. I just thought to myself, yeah, well, okay, they've, they've changed it. Who cares? It's still the same liquid inside yes. the bottle. You're probably just mispronouncing Jenna. I don't know. <laughs> Like, oh. <laughs> like, what's the point? Oh, shit. Sc- Scotland really went downhill after Brexit, haven't they? <laughs> oh, well, well, at least they're trying, you know. I think they want to be separate from um, from uh, London, uh, from uh, the UK anyway. They wanted to be a They've been a wanting separate- to say that 300 years before we were born, Turch. Nothing's changed. It's very true. <laughs> it's very true. You know, and look, all I ever wanted to do was bring the Roman Empire back, but we can't have what we want. <laughs> what is it? It's what gone. is it about? Uh, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here. What is it about mm. Scotland and and North, Northern Ireland that can't break free? Australia's done it. Northern sort of. Ireland has. Yeah. No, Northern, Northern Ireland's separate. It, it, no, probably, sure. it probably doesn't help that you're literally within shouting distance of some, some cop that goes, <laughs> oh, you what, mate? <laughs> See, we had several oceans between us. Mm. I think mm. the biggest thing with those countries there is that they're still using the the currency that is the pound, mm. and that's their biggest draw card. Because if they swap over to the euro, to the euro or whatever they're going to swap over to, they're going to lose a lot of wealth off the bat and a lot of uh, power off the bat when it comes to that sort of thing. But look, as long as they keep making good Scotch whiskies and scotches. And, and Guinness in Ireland, respectively. I don't think I have too much of an issue. Sorry and to Wales bring can- you into the 19, 1940s, um, Turch, but Ireland's been independent yep. for a little while now. Ireland has, sorry, my mistake, Northern <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> I can't remember. Look, I've had a couple of these uh, delicious CC and dries with zero, zero sugar. Thank you, Kieran. Mm. Are they uh- organic? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Very good. <laughs> so, so, Turch, Kieran, you're wondering what I'm going to rate the bloody thing. I am yes. wondering. The bloody thing, for those at home, of course, uh, you who have goldfish memories, being the uh, natural, all natural ingredients, uh, organic lager from Pure Blonde. I don't know. It's like, how do you rate water? Like, it, it really doesn't taste like much. Like, uh, well, you, you, you say that, but there are- uh, the water has different levels of hardness. <laughs> no, this is true. I know it's true, but I didn't know you were going I didn't know you were an expert <laughs> on the subject. This is the man uh, that's got a forty-minute conversation about hay. <laughs> You're talking to a farmer's son here. Uh, oh, well, I can go on well, for a while about time. that. Next time um, he can come on the show by himself. 
No, but what are you going to rate it? That's what I want to know. Um, well, I was just looking. I've been um, just been informed by my brain's trust, aka my girlfriend, who's literally been listening into this entire conversation. Um, Poor soul. <laughs> well, she, she can't hear you two. She can only hear what I'm saying. Um, she's flashed a sign saying there's only five ingredients in the beer. Oh, but- well, that's Can one you- more ingredient than beer. Can you tell her when we were in the um, music break that we heard about the dishwasher fight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said that it takes me two years to empty the dishwasher. <laughs> I, I, I heard her almost jump she's, in then. Yeah, no, she's she's about ready to pounce on me. I think we better drop this conversation before I this uh this this episode spontaneously ends. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting the finger now. <laughs> Well, hello to you too, miss. Um, I don't know. How do I rate it? Oh, look, it's drinkable, which at the end of the day is what you want with a pure blonde. You want a drinkable, easygoing lager that tastes better than it smells. And let's face it, it tastes better than it smells. I give it a good 3.2 Guinnesses are in Northern Islands out of five. Excellent. Done. Let's do that. Um, that's a, that's a very bad Uber rating. Full disclo- full disclosure. It's two days out of date. <laughs> well, that maybe that affects your uh, the scoring system, but Might you're still it drinking better. it, and that's the most important thing. That, the important thing is that you're not letting um, alcohol go to waste because no. you know we're in a drought. And the last thing you want to do is be losing liquid across the board. We're not even in a drought. Um, We're not even in a drought, Turch. You're uh, just using that as an excuse. (laughs) Anything to force people to drink alcohol. What can I say? It's Australia. Uh, Somewhere in Australia is in a drought. It's got to be a drought somewhere. Not where in my house where it just hailed all day today. Definitely somewhere in Australia. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is a drought. And I have to ask, Turch, um, you're drinking the CC's mm. and dries. How do we rate that one? Oh, you know what? For a CC and dry with zero sugar, I'm actually quite impressed. It's 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 one of those sickly sweet type of drinks where like it's like got a splendor or something in there where it's like sickly kind of sweet. But I did drink a couple of um, German, I drank a German beer, a Henniger, which is I'm pretty sure it was from Aldi before this. And to have it offset with a very sickly sweet drink uh, for the end of the show, I think it's a good little balance there across the board. I like CC, uh, and with dry is probably the best way to have it. So you know, solid, solid four out of t- four out of five. Good. <laughs> Wait, four out of five watts. Succinct. Four out of five watts. <laughs> uh, Mark Ruffalo's. Let's do that. Let's use the same uh, scale of. Of uh, scoring that uh, Ordinary Sausage uses, which is a great YouTube channel. Wait, you're telling me a Mark Ruffalo is an official uh, official review measurement of official yeah, rating? Yeah, so there's a, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel that probably doesn't need any more spruiking called Ordinary Sausage, and it's about a guy in America who just makes sausages out of everything. Everything from, like, KFC boxes to, like, KFC, like, you know, buckets of chicken. Right. And to put it through and make sausages out of it to like coffee sausages to bar- like sausage sausages where he minces up sausages and puts it in a sausage casing and, and cooks it and eats it. And uh, he rates things out of Mark Ruffalo's. You see, there's, um, speaking of Scotsman, there is a uh, great, that sounds like a great, great channel to watch when you're getting, getting pissed and eating, eating a barbecue. 
There is a great Scottish channel called Dazza, and he does a show called Does It Fry? And he, what he does is he just gets random shit, puts it in the deep fry, batters it, puts it in the deep fry, and rates it. And it's so I'm entertaining. In. I'm in. And if it fries- I'm in. He's like, does it fry? Aye. And if, if it doesn't, he goes, does it fry? No. <laughs> and he's got a thick Glaswegian accent. It's great. Perfect. Perfect. All of this across the board. Yeah. So, People so ordinary, ordinary sausage, this frying, whatever yep. that was called, Dazza. and Kay's cooking. And Kay's cooking. Oh, Kay's Cooking, the greatest cooking show in the history of the world. Have you ever seen Kay's Cooking, Dan? No, I'm going to have to make a bucket list right here of what I've got to watch before I I I will send you- Kay's Cooking is a woman from, uh, I would say, northern England, somewhere in the north of England, very heavy accent, and she can't cook. She would do quite well on Gordon Ramsay. Maybe. He's pretty brutal. He's pretty brutal. Just saying. He's pretty brutal. But he, I, I don't think she can cook very well, and she's not big on salt, pepper, or anything that <laughs> constitutes flavour. Uh, she's not a very good cook at all, and she she has like a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, and she tries her best to cook everything from Asian dishes to um, her the way she makes <laughs> I'll spaghetti put it, I'll put bolognese. It this way. My, my, my housemate. <laughs> Cannot watch it because he, like, gags when she cooks. <laughs> Kay's cooking is banned in this house. It's amazing. It's a 10 out of 10 experience. YouTube banned you. You, you, you banned you banned Kay's cooking. It's a, it's a circle of life. Is that right? Circle of life. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Where, where- uh, but, yeah, definitely check them. Most importantly, the most important show apart from this one is, of course, the We Can Only Do One Take podcast. Kieran, where can people find you guys just in the wild? Well, apart from the wild, I guess, on the interwebs. That is that is a, a great question. And I want to thank you very much for letting me answer this. <laughs> I thought I'd give you my CEO spin. Now, you can chuck us. We are on Spotify. We are on uh, iTunes, I think. Turch, back me up. Uh, you can also, uh, we post to Instagram, we post to Twitter. So, you just got to search for We Only Do One Take Podcast. Uh, we're on a few other platforms. Basically, the main platforms, we're there. We're on Spotify. We're on Facebook as well. And if you'd like yeah, to that. send us- You did. You did. My yeah. mistake. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, uh, just record it on your phone or just email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com and I guarantee you'll- be played on the show because why not? And and they can send you racist hate mail now that YouTube can't block you again. <laughs> That's right. You can do whatever you want. It's a free for all. It's a free for all. <laughs> it's a, it's a libertarian paradise. The crazier yeah. you are, the more we want you on our show. That's true. We just had on the show. We just I just interviewed a gentleman from the USA who believes that he's an archangel sent from heaven. <laughs> And the secret telepathic police are trying to silence him. And what a whirlwind of an experience that interview was. I've never felt more uncomfortable. When's that and one I've coming to out? Guys that, that's already out, boys. That, oh, it's that's already out. out. Uh, it's called uh, Talking to an Archangel, I believe. It's episode 147. And I've never felt more uncomfortable. Look, I've, we've interviewed a flat earther twice. We've interviewed a guy that wears diapers for fun and sexual pleasure. We've interviewed a furry. 
and I've never felt more uncomfortable talking to someone on on the podcast. Sounds like it was a, insane. Sounds like a real relaxing time. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, yeah. the episode we almost didn't release. It was that. It was that weird. And then Kieran said, <laughs> as the CEO, you need to release it, and we did. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of if part my curiosity I will have to what I will have to listen to it now. Um, <laughs> we we get we should mention before um, before we get too carried away the two tracks we're going to finish up on two awesome sure. awesome tracks taking a different totally different different spin on things now. Um, we're going to actually Kieran tell me about the first song because this was your pick. Oh yeah, it was ah oh, was this uh, was this left broken. Before that, that's one. Before that one, web rumors. Oh, hang on, I've got new to tricks. Notes. Oh yes, web rumors. Yes, web rumors. New tricks. Yeah. As, um, you, as you mentioned before, you said you were listening to the intros. You liked what you heard, and then you shortlisted and went from there. I did. This one had a great intro, did. didn't it? Oh, I um. Uh, to be honest, after listening to all of them, I can't really remember this one, but I know it's on my <laughs> list. <laughs> Wow, really smooth, CEO. <laughs> I really I like this one because it's really hard to get vocal effects right off the bat. Like, usually when you add vocal effects, a bit of reverb, maybe a bit of delay, and as soon as you add additional effects to that, it's hard to get it right. Like, even auto-tune's hard to get right. There's not many people that pull it off. But this one here, he they add vocal effects across the board and they just get it right. And it's really cool to hear... That sort of digitalish sound on top of a, a vocal track done right. It was a fun bit of synth pop. I liked it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and after that, we finished on a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous track. It was um, this was uh, Sheldon Riley's new song, "Left mm. Broken." How good were this man's vocals? Seriously. Mm. That's all mm-hmm. I could. Uh, mm-hmm. All I could listen to was his vocals. His yeah. harmonies were fantastic. Um, off the bat, he's it's he his voice just added so much depth to the instrumental. The instrumental was very simple, uh, but he's that's all it needed because his the, voice the was voice, so fantastic yeah, and voice, so big. Yeah. I'm gonna send Agreed. you a picture of some of these guys, this guy's costumes because he's got some absolutely brilliant stage cr- so stage where you have seen. Hang on, let me. Yes, yes, know, yes. I'm gonna send this one because this one looks great. He looks like something out of ah. Oh, I don't know, it's like a cross between. Fuck, we should get this guy on Eurovision. I swear, uh, if he's not on Eurovision, <laughs> I'll be very disappointed. It looks something like uh, like halfway between the White Witch from Narnia and and the fucking oh, and I don't know, like a, a Corella Deville if if she had like fucking pipe cleaners for her shoulder wear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had it on should, my television should- screen. I had it on my television screen while we were list- I was oh, yeah. listening to these songs today, and it was just taking up the screen. Awesome stuff! It's so cool to see a theatrical aspect to the music, um, and it just has that little bit more depth to the to the whole process. He reminds me actually. That costume, of- by the way, is, a- is amazing. It is. <laughs> How good is it? And then there's that. There's another one uh, that I've got here too. He's got like a weird spiky thing going on his head, but. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of another artist we've played a couple of times who recently had some music come out. Um, I'm talking about the New Zealand artist Hawkins. For those of you who remember those episodes where we have played some of his singles, 
But yeah, he's um it sort of reminds me of that similar vocal style, just absolutely gorgeous, mm. gorgeous vocals. I think there's only thing one, one left thing, thing we left we can do is play these songs out. Right, you I think are. That's what we but, need to but, do. But before we do, Turch, before we do. I should mention, of course, um, make sure you go and check out the other AMR shows, the aforementioned Heavy Reborn, uh, the Mint Factory. Of course, I'm talking about uh, the new one, which if I look up, oh, my gosh, I should have had the- I did see that you're expanding your whole- uh, The AMR is expanding ever so, ever so gradually- We are trying with to. With the new yeah, shows, the and that's exciting show. to see. The Talk Hack Show, want to welcome them. Adam, from, um, he's joined the AMR family, so congrats, Adam. Um, the AMR Premex page with all the written reviews up, uh, mm. awesome stuff coming on there. And of course, all the podcast specials at Suki Lounge and wherever else we do them. Heaps of stuff on the website, australianmusiciansradio.com, where you'll find everything. Bar talk, the other shows, the other podcasts, the other special stuff, everything, everything from there, including this episode. I'm going to say, this, this podcast here, uh, I've always been 50-50 with Australian music. And this podcast here has made me really love Australian music across the board and really get me into wanting to go to more shows, more local shows mm. and supporting local artists. And I can't thank you enough for having me on the show and obviously have, thanking, uh, can't thank you enough for having Kieran on the show because I know he's a pain in the ass. But it's amazing, <laughs> amazing thing to have an, uh, a podcast like this that allows uh, young up-and-coming Australian and you know, New Zealand artists to really push their music out there. It's a fantastic thing, and I can't thank you enough for all the work you do. And I'm just glad that we can be, come on here, make a couple of, crack a couple of funny jokes here and there, uh, be hated by your audience, and listen to some <laughs> fantastic music. Thank you. Thank you. And no, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you, Turch, for coming on. It's been great. Make sure you go and check out the We Only Do One Take podcast. Who God knows you might see, might hear my terrible voice on there soon. I've been itching to come back soon, hopefully. We can talk yes. about some weird, I'll have to find some weird conspiracy to video to dig up so we can bag the We're in. teabag We're the in shit 100%. Out of it. Yeah, um, but yes, go and check us out wherever you get your podcasts or on australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. Oh my gosh, Turch, you ready this time to take us away on the tracks? Absolutely. We're here. We're going to be listening to- oh, Kieran, one of you. I don't care. Kieran's favourite track. Kieran's favourite track. Yeah, Kieran day, should say these ones. Tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran's favourite track of the day It's New Tricks by Web Rumours And then we're going to be leaving you with Left Broken by Sheldon Riley On which show? Thank you Kieran Oh, on Bar Talk There we go <laughs> We got him <laughs> Thanks guys Not AMR, not AMR Bar Talk See well, everyone It's both See you all it's both. It works <laughs> See you guys See you all
This is Mick from Heavy Reborn and you're listening to AMR.
Australian Musicians Radio dot com. <laughs> 